Hey, Chad. Hey, Cameron. Hi. We had a, I'm going to jump right into it, gosh darn it. We had a tornado warning today, which is the first time I've ever had one living in this uh, this town. Uh, my phone went off. I was in the bathroom uh, doing a poops, and it was like, hey, there's a tornado. You need to get to the basement and stay there for half an hour. And I was like, well, that tornado is going to have to wait till I'm done because I'm sure it'll be fine. So get outside, you know, get out of the bathroom. And I'm looking out the windows, which is the thing you're not supposed to do. It's like, wow, the sky's really yellow and the clouds are moving really fast. Um, get a call from my dad because he lives in this town. He's like, yeah, so I'm like staring out the window, drinking a beer, like watching the sky. It looks really nasty. And I was like, I don't think we're supposed to be doing this. And he's like, well, it seems okay right now. Um, eventually we, we ended up moving into the basement and I took the cat with me, but he, he, he was fine with that. So I played and petted the kitty for like 20 minutes in the basement while it just stormed like an absolute bitch. But the house is still standing. It looks like only a handful of sticks fell, but that was, that was my tornado experience, which not a great story, but it's only been a minute 20. So I haven't wasted your time. Did a tornado actually touch down or did it not get that bad? I don't. I don't think one touched down, based That's on good. my understanding. I think there there was definitely a swirly ass cloud um, in the sky for a bit there. I didn't see it, but my dad said he thought he saw one um, in the distance, sort of heading towards us. And just based on how vertical the rain was going, or uh, horizontal, uh, for a bit there, I believe it. Well, I, I hope nobody got hurt. Yeah, same. I know the the power went out for a little bit, which was annoying because I had my computer on, and I was like, oh, every time that happens, my computer turns on so slow and complains and groans. But so far, so good. We are, we are talking, so it's working. You ever had a tornado? Those happen no. in California? No, it doesn't really. Uh, we get earthquakes. Oh, and yeah. fire. Earthquakes are like tornadoes in the ground, and fire is like fire. You know, it's funny, I think technically, like, it's not really a, uh, what's the word? What's the really big wave? Like a tsunami? Yeah, we, we don't get, we're not in like a tsunami line, but we are right on the beach, and I think we're close to a tsunami line, like, hypothetically. My my dad came up with a really offensive little uh, tsunami poem during Hurricane Katrina. I don't know if you want to hear it. I want to hear it. It's a tsunami, tsunami, whoosh. There goes my mommy. That's, that's, that's it. And I remember, like, he said that, I think, like, the day of the, that hurricane happened. And my mom was so mad at him. She's like, what? you cannot make fun of this. And he's like, I, I probably shouldn't, but I am. And that became, like, an ongoing thing for, like, two months in our household. And it's still kind of funny. I mean, obviously, the tragedy wasn't, but the... The rhyme was, and so every time there's like a really bad storm now, it's just sort of like, well, tsunami, tsunami, whoosh, there goes my mommy. No, that's a memory to cherish. It's really funny, and I, I'm sure you've seen this too, like when, when your parents, like one of them really upsets the other one over something stupid. I remember once when I was like seven or eight, uh, my dad wanted, he was going to go grab breakfast, and he's like, I want some honey slut Cheerios, and then I immediately repeated him, and my mom was like, what the fuck? Like, you know, well, she didn't swear, but you know, she was really mad that he would call them honey slut Cheerios in front of me. And then I've never forgot that either, because that's really funny. That is funny, though. I don't think I have any fun stories like that. At least none come to mind. I'm sure I do. Yeah, I, for whatever reason, those two, like, really ring true is like, oh, I remember those pretty vividly. I know it, it happens pretty often, though. I mean, my, my dad is... Uh, he, he could be a little uh, gremlin human sometimes when it comes to just, like, pushing people's buttons, and it's funny. Like, he he, he tells my neighbor, well, we, we, we hang out with him all the time, and he's just like, I never lie. And she's like, you lie all the time. She's like, no, Claire, I tell stories. I don't lie. I'm and an then he'll be like, so one time. Yeah, yeah, and it's, it's so funny because he says things, he, he kind of does it, you do this too sometimes, where you just say something really weird, really deadpan, and you're just like, I don't know if that was a joke or if that was a true statement, and I am extremely confused. And obviously, I do that at work sometimes or just around other people. And you'd think after X amount of years, everyone around you, you just like grow to expect it, but no one ever really does. Yeah, and you know the the opposite end of that too is like when you guys won't trust me because I'll 
I'll be like explaining some obscure trivia of something that we just saw in VR chat. And Joe is like, there's no way that's real. You're just telling one of the stories again. It's like, no, Barney yeah. was originally <laughs> orange in the concept art. You have to believe me. It's important. Yeah. I, uh, we have the opposite with you where I'm just like, I've been lied to enough times. I'm, I'm sure I can call the bullshit. What you're saying has to be bullshit. And then you're just like, no, this actually happened. Truth is stranger than fiction. Oh, is it though? I, no, it is. Fiction stopped being strange long ago. Oh, you know what? Okay, so speaking of fiction, um, I, it's Comic-Con week, and there's a lot of announcements, right? I'm getting really tired of people saying that there was like, oh, the Venom 3 trailer came out. And it's like, wow, it did? And I look it up, and not only did it not come out, but also there's like 30 different like fan edits of what a Venom 3 trailer will look like. Um... Oh, there it goes. My mic wasn't picking up for a sec there. Oh, sorry. I did adjust. I did adjust the stand, and it was like, "Oh, I guess it's time to fail." I just, I thought you were being polite, and I was enjoying it. No, I was. Uh, I was really trying to interrupt you too. I was like, "Oh man, I'm gonna say some some hor-. No, I wasn't. I was just venom. Yeah, uh, I haven't seen any of that. But I'm just. I I hate these weird. Like when you go to YouTube and there's like fake trailers for movies. Have you seen that? Oh yeah, that sucks. Because it's also like. Most of the time, there's no creative merit behind it. Like it, it's like a really lazy. Uh, they they put play dramatic music over random scenes they cut together, and it's like, uh, it feels like a child did it. But sometimes I get the feeling that it wasn't a child. I remember. I want to say this is for like John Wick two, and I had heard like that came out, or like they had released a trailer, and it that was a lie. But there was fake trailers. Uh basically what you just said but with the footage from the first john wick and then like the john wick 2 logo every once in a while and being really frustrated because like i would i'd watch the first like 15 seconds i'd be like oh this must be like a recap trailer and you're like this isn't real is it then you scroll down a bit you're like oh this isn't warner brothers official this is warner brothers official but it's spelled wrong or it's like thundercraft film school yeah I haven't really seen anything out of the Comic-Con. Um, I know John Wick 4 was announced. Yeah, I guess. I I mean, uh, I, I, these shows don't serve the same purpose they used to as, like, um, the internet itself has become a better outlet for announcements. Yeah. Because, like, it, I mean, and, and we talk about E3 a lot on this show. We talk about a lot of games and stuff. There's not really a movie E3. Comic-Con might be the closest thing to it, but it's the same problem where we take a couple years off for COVID, and I think everyone kind of realized, oh, you know, there's no benefit to the millions we're spending on this giant statue of Spider-Man or whatever. Like, we we can get people to advertise our movies for free if we just trick them into doing it. Plus the, that prestige bit of, like, E3 and Comic-Con, like, being there, I feel like that's worn off, too, and so... There's just, I don't see any any reason to go to any of those kinds of events, right? And I haven't for a very long time because it's just a lot of people. It's You can't see everything. It's going to cost a lot of money. You're going to get the plague. And it's like, or you could just go on Twitter and all the really good stuff is going to be trending because that's what people are talking about or the really bad stuff. So you're going to get the highlights regardless. And then the Twitter algorithm is going to be like, well, you like, you probably like these kind of games. So we'll make sure you get this one. And same with YouTube. And I uh, just like these digital trade shows are so much more easy to deal with. They're so much more effective because you're just going straight to your audience, who not the people that spent $200 to go to Comic-Con and maybe got a ticket because they waited two hours in line. Like you skip so much of the bullshit to just go straight to these conferences online, which I mean, Nintendo Direct has been doing for a while now. Right. And it's super it's super effective. Right. And it's just, everybody should kind of consider that. And I think that a lot of companies were maybe slow, you know, slow, hesitant to, you know, if it's not broken, don't fix it kind of a thing. But once they couldn't do it, and it's like, oh, I guess we have to do that Nintendo Direct format. Then they immediately get the benefit and they're like, oh, hmm. You all the control too, because there's not going to be someone at Blizzard, you know, Blizzfest being like, "Is this a late April Fool's joke?" 
Lol, lol, lol. Yeah, I, and I mean, what is <laughs> what is our favorite part of E3, if not the cringe compilation of how bad some of the announcements went over? Like, is that the advertising you want? Right. So, yeah. I, you know, so, uh, Blizzard announced next year there's going to be a BlizzCon. Okay. And I feel, not that they shouldn't plan on it, but I feel like, why announce that? Because people are already coming out of the woodwork to uh, nitpick and complain about things. I still think uh, big meetups and events like that have a place. There's always going to be that like group of diehard fans that wants to go and be really a part of the community and part of like the forefront knowledge or whatever. But I think they need to be structured differently. And like all the new stuff can can turn into online conferences and and. YouTube trailers and things like that, stuff on Twitter. Like, there's really no reason to not do that. And so I, th- I think they should take the the conferences or like the the in person uh, conventions and stuff like that, like, and do them a little differently. Like, change the the reason you're there because you're you're getting a specific kind of Blizzard fan to go to those. You're not getting the casual fan. You're getting the hardcore one who wants to dress up and who wants to eat Blizzard themed food, right? And so go a little more ham on like the. This is a, a very personalized, once-in-a-lifetime experience that you're going to get at BlizzCon 2023. And you're here for that, not to learn new stuff. Because that you can get anywhere. But the you know the spirit of being here is something you can only get here. Uh, I don't know how, like, what you would do to do that, but I, I think that should be the thing. Same with any kind of big gaming convention like PAX or, or E3. Uh, same with Comic-Con. Like, turn it into something else. And, you know, it's funny because that's what Blizzard uh, or BlizzCon started as was it was more of a party than a announcement fest. And it was kind of like, hey, we have a lot of eyes on this event, so it's the perfect opportunity to announce new products. But they're products that people already want to hear about. So it was like this natural marriage, right? Yeah. So it's just kind of funny that, you know, by the time it got away from the parties and was only like a show, like a trade show, that's when it got kind of weird. And we started getting these like red shirt pop ups because I, I don't know if you know this, but, you know, the there's that, uh you know, April Fool's joke comment, but there's been a red oh, yeah, shirt yeah. guy every year. Oh, really? Is that, that? Yeah, I think you mentioned that once that like if you if you're going to try and ask a trolley question to Blizzard, you should wear a red shirt. It's become the thing to do yeah i think there's this one guy in particular that uh is like big on lore and stuff and he's a super fan and he always wears a red shirt and i and i think that that actually came back to him because his twitter handle is a picture of him holding like a warcraft book while he's wearing a red shirt and like his handle is red shirt guy or something like that Hmm. because it's just like it's a known thing and it was very interesting that the April Fool's joke guy was uh was also wearing a red shirt because <laughs> that that one shot is so um so frequently referenced outside of Blizzard fan base even because that announcement was so uh, poorly handled. Yeah, that was definitely um a special time, a special event. So I don't know. I think uh I I so. Okay, I want to ask you a question here. I have, have not. you been following Overwatch 2 at all? So, I, okay, this is actually good. Can Ooh, you tell me about it? I know. It? So the things I know from you are that we're going from six people to five. There is going to be some kind of PvE thing. They changed McCree's name. And I think that's all I know. Okay, you know, that's, uh, you're maybe more informed than the average person right now. I mean, I don't know anything. <laughs> uh, there's a, yeah, there's a trend I'm noticing, because I, I listen to a handful of game shows, uh, podcasts, right? And almost every one of them has a different interpretation of what they think Overwatch 2 is. Like? There's a serious marketing problem, I think, because uh, no one seems to understand the the nature of what I've been this, told uh, it might be free relaunch is on top of that I don't know how the new DLC I'm told it go, might be free. I, I'm sorry I interrupted you um yeah it's free 
Well, I, mean, I don't Overwatch own it one. I assumed that Overwatch two would be like a full sequel. And they would charge you know fifty or sixty dollars for it. No, no, it's a patch. So like all your skins and stuff you have, you you already have. Plus, I think you get oh, okay. free skins for buying the first one. So you're ahead of the curve. Uh, they were gonna do the Fortnite thing where you have to pay for the PVE, like fight off waves of zombies mode. But that's oh. also going to be free. But that's that's another thing that some people seem to think that it's going to be like narrative, there was, like yeah. there's going to be a story mode or a campaign. And it's like no, I no, not they never said any of that. Where did you get that from? But I've heard a lot of people say, "Oh, finally they're putting in a story mode." I want to know what these characters' deals is, and I was like, "No, what? <laughs> oh no!" I, I would it's say to that point, hard. there is clearly a lot of lore and thought put into these characters you're like oh eventually that's gonna pay off and more than just youtube short videos like we're gonna see it somewhere right and so when they're like hey we're adding pve i think the the initial thought of like oh it must be a single player there's gonna be a story isn't a huge leap you're not wrong it's just that like they've they've uh they've had multiple uh talks and presentations by now so when I hear people whose like job is to focus on the games industry, and then they're saying stuff that I don't know what they're referencing, it becomes scary to me because I wonder, okay, what what about people that really casually don't care that much, and they're vaguely aware of it? Because I think that's yeah. the bulk of the audience, you know. I, I I think the super fans normally are the ones in the know. And the super fans seem confused, and I take that as a warning sign that the the less super fans are gonna be extra. Yeah, confused. I would say that's definitely like a red flag. So I'm I'm curious how I want to know how that launch goes. Um, of course, I want to know how the Warcraft launch goes, but also we're looking. Is this going to be like an actual like Diablo Four? Is this going to be year. another phone game? Okay. No, the real Diablo 4. Uh, that's going to happen before next year's BlizzCon, though. So that's what that's what, something else. It's like, next BlizzCon, is it going to be like, here's the update for Overwatch 2. We have a new character named uh, Bibbles, and he works at the gas station. And people are going to be like upset about it, or, yeah. <laughs> or are they going to love Bibbles? I guess here's the question in regards to Overwatch is like, I mean, we own it. Are we going to play it? You know, so uh, I, uh, I, I want to say no. What I'm going to say is I'm morbidly curious. And you know how like yes. I have a high threshold for garbage. So it's like, hey, you know, when it when the when that patch comes out, I'm going to boot up the game and try it out. Because, like, why wouldn't I? Of course I would. But I do not have any wild fantasies that we're going to go back to I don't to really like miss it. To. I mean... No. And the thing is that uh, the problems that kind of made me like the game less have gotten only more prevalent. Especially changing from 6 to 5. That makes it even worse. Because especially, I think, like, all three of us, between, like, you yeah. and Joe, I think we all like playing Tank, don't we? Like, we all like tank characters. So the idea that only one person on a team is allowed that role, especially because uh, that means a lot of the tanks are going to work differently, because some of them don't work as solo Yeah, I mean, tanks, I always so love Zarya, and they're going to have to totally fuck her kid up and to make her an effective solo yeah. tank. And so she's going to be a different character. And with the Zarya previews I've seen, I think they're doing a good job. Like, she looks pretty good. Uh, have, have you not. seen what they did with her bubble thing? So one of the things they did is, um, so like you can bubble yep. yourself or you can bubble someone else, right? Now both of those have like two charges and they share charges. So if you want to, you can like bubble someone else, and when it's about to expire, just rebubble them, and so that way they get like twice the effectiveness, mm -hmm. or yourself, you know. And it gives you some flexibility in a way that wasn't there before. And it's like, that's a clever idea. You know, if everything's a clever idea, I won't mind it. But I think about stuff like Hammond, where I don't know what Hammond does as a solo tank. 
where he still yeah. feels like Hammond. Um, cause he's like, he's beefy and you could do some crowd control by pushing people around. But like, I was always most effective when I came in as a surprise. Like when people are shooting at someone else's shield and then I yeah. flank them and break up the group. And so you can't do that <laughs> if you're the only tank. So, um, I'm afraid that some of the characters I like the most are not going to be recognizable. I, I remember when they, they made it so you couldn't like, because normally everybody could pick whoever they wanted as long as you weren't doing duplicates. So you could have a whole team of healers or a whole team of tanks, and that was fun. Well, you used to be able to. Oh, do really? Duplicates. Yeah. So even like, that was more fun. They've they've really like stripped down a lot of choice in the game, to the point where yeah, it just kind of became a lot less fun to play because the weird dynamics, the weird uh, teamwork, like it just it just vanished. Um, and you had to have a lot more like thoughtful parties and technically I think that was for the better. Like, I think we were winning more games after that change because things were just naturally like not stupid, but it was less fun to play. And then I don't know. I don't game a whole lot anymore as it is yeah. So like carving out like a couple hours a week to play overwatch just doesn't sound that entertaining to me. Like I would rather play something else. if I'm going to use my, uh, video game time. Yeah, you know, honestly, I really look forward to our VR chat Sundays. And I think if you compare our VR chat time to our Overwatch time with Overwatch, it was like, depending on the matchmaking, we could have a lot of good times. We could have a lot of laughs. Yeah. But not always. And with VR chat, we usually, we at least yeah. get one good laugh before the night's done. It's a lot more consistent, even though it's more random. I will say to Overwatch's credit, I don't remember the the player base when we were playing being that toxic. Like we were usually the dumbest people in the chat rooms, and even then, like our level of like trolling stupid at least wasn't particularly offensive. It was just really stupid. Yeah, I think I you know I'm trying to remember, and I feel like uh, I had a bad time in Overwatch if I played by myself. But oh. that was mostly in ranked play, and I think in unranked people were. Usually yeah, I don't think I ever played ranked in Overwatch. Like I only ever played with you and Joe. Yeah, there wasn't really a reason to. Uh, that was basically yeah. a containment zone. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know that, and that's something else too. Is like looking at the, uh, current Overwatch. Um, it takes a hard. Uh, chunk of time to get into a match now like if you don't play a healer then you have to wait i think if you're playing dps like someone told me that really? they sat there for 15 minutes yeah because they have this overly convoluted system it's uh it's not just uh you know a, a player base of like here's a bunch of people grab three dps put them in a group grab a couple healers put them in a group what they're doing is um, they try, of course, to get like similar MMR skill yeah. ratings, of course. But they also do this other thing where they try to prioritize and rotate so people get turns winning. So it actually will intentionally like rig certain matches and you'll get like occasionally you'll face people severely above your level or severely below your level. And it tries to do this so that you're winning like X amount of games every now and again. And so there's some kind of like super complicated algorithm behind the scenes that no one fully understands. But ever since they started doing that, the matchmaking slowed down that's, drastically. That's really funny for a lot of reasons. Cause you know, someone like in a board of director meetings was like, you know, people play more when they win more. So if we adjust the algorithm, so we make sure everybody wins at least X amount of games per hour, they will play more. We'll just like rig the match in terms of grouping. And it's so right. I don't, I, 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 I'm like kind of disgusted by it, but I don't exactly know why other than it just reeks of like corporate meddling. Like, what if we, what if we fake make the game fun? Like, it's like, it's so pretend, you know, and like you're playing this game. You're like, Oh, we won because we're good. And it's like, yeah. or did you win? Because the algorithm was like, you haven't won in a little bit. We better give you a good match. And then like, I feel bad for the opposing team that gets fucking stomped because all of a sudden they're a group of people going up against like better MMR people. Like that's not fair to them. Like 
the whole thing is just that's so weird like i get why they would do it but i don't like it yeah and you know they do the same thing in fortnite where a match is auto populated with a certain amount of bots so they'll get a lot of players in but it's not literally okay. 100 players there's bots too and the bots are labeled things like 360 no scope cool guy and realplayer.com 5 and very cool xbox man 7 and even after you kill them they will like spectate your game the same way a human would like you get the little marker that you're being spectated and it's all very elaborate to trick you into thinking boy i'm just wrecking all these stupid like 12 year olds or whatever and it's like, oh no, it's just the it's the shitty AI. Like, <laughs> and it, you know, it's designed to, like you said, make you feel good. And it's a it's a trick. It's a very lame trick. And so when I think about that stuff, there's no reason for them to go back. So wh- all the things they've been talking about with Overwatch Two, like all the balance improvements, all the the new characters are so cool. Like I I've been asking for Junker Queen for how many years? Like five or four now. And it's like, finally they put her in. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to play the game. Like, that bums me out. Uh, because the stuff that keeps me away, they're not fixing. They haven't addressed any of my problems with the game. And then also, oh, they're, they're getting rid the of money. the loot boxes. Mm. Uh, Battle Pass. Which is frustrating because I got all the skins for free because you got loot yeah, boxes for winning games. And all the duplicates turn into coins and you just buy whichever one you want. So if they're going away from that, that means I'm not going to get skins anymore because I'm not going to pay them extra for <laughs> fucking Battle Pass on Overwatch. That's a really interesting move by them. So it's like because I know Blizzard were making a fuckload of money off of loot boxes. So to think that like this new method, someone did the math and thought like, hey, this is going to make us more money, so we're going to do it. Well, then the loot boxes. Well, wait, wait, more money than what? Well, loot boxes are like yeah, becoming true. illegal the, the in a lot of countries. Cultural zeitgeist has really turned on them. I mean, it, it it was turning on them kind of from the beginning, depending on like what communities you you visited. Uh, but it feels like it's really uh, actually like a lot of people pinpoint Overwatch as what caused certain laws to pass in other countries. Like they their success was so strong right at the gate. Wasn't it that, that one in the that Star Wars people. game that had like a ridiculous amount of like loot box bullshit? It goes like the new Battlefront. Battlefront didn't have. Loot I swear boxes. there was a Star Wars game with loot boxes that. I mean, I I think it was going to, but they they didn't do it because during the testing, people said they didn't like it. Star Wars Battlefront 2's loot box controversy explained from Gamespot.com. This goes back to 2017. I don't actually care enough to go read that article, but I know there was a, there was a couple of big ticket games that came out, and Overwatch was definitely one of them, though. Where it's like, hey, loot boxes actually kind of a problem. And then it's funny because obviously phone games have been doing shit like that for ages. It'll be interesting to see as like those become more illegal, I guess, or like frowned upon. What the new ways to make money is, and it looks like it's these big season passes, which have also been around for a while. Uh, I've never purchased one of those. I kind of miss just the regular ass DLC. You know, like a game would come out and then like six months later, you're like, hey, here's a new piece of it. It's small. So you can have it for $4.99 and you get to keep playing the game, but you don't need to buy it. It's fine. It's optional. Like that was neat. I kind of like Elden Ring. That's cool where too. It we came can do out that. and there's nothing. It's just Elden Ring. I, I'm happy. I don't know if uh, Activision Blizzard are going to be willing to do stuff like that though i mean the idea that these games are a are living breathing service and you're going to make you know new charges of money off of your player base i mean that's been around for quite a few years now and it feels like it's here to stay i can't imagine uh these constant revenue streams are going to be abandoned because of legal reasons or whatever like they'll find another way to make more money off you so, have we talked about uh, the Diablo know, Immortal stuff? I don't think we did. I know you played it, and I, you were kind of excited for it, because you liked it at one point, or at least what you played of it, and I believe you're disappointed, but I don't know the whole story. So, yeah, I, I wasn't um, I wasn't super happy with the game after, like, extended time with it. 
I think there's a lot of design things going on that are good. And the way that it handles all the, the UI stuff and all the noise around it really just gets in the way. And it's like, it felt like a chore to get to mm. the game part. So it kind of stopped. Uh, it's kind of a bummer. And it's not even like the, I, like, I'm not, I'm the least offended by the microtransaction stuff. Like, it, it's getting really annoying how, like, I, I get disliking skeevy business tactics, but I, gotta say like gamers are the most entitled pricks i know where it's like it, it doesn't matter how cheap or free something is it's like if they have to look at an ad it's always like oh it's all about those quarterly profits and they spurg out about it and so it's like yeah i don't care i don't care so when the game does stuff that makes my red flags go yeah. up <laughs> it's like yikes you guys really messed up if i'm like your only ally left and i hate it so, uh, one of the things they do is, like, you have to buy a thing in the shop, and this is how they get around the loot boxes, because uh. you're not buying loot boxes, you're buying keys. And the keys let you open a rift, and the rift is a dungeon, and you have to finish the dungeon in order to get the treasure at the end. Uh, now, you can do it without the key, but when you beat the boss, you'll see all the good loot there that you're not allowed to claim because mm. you didn't use a key, and it's too late. So they, like, tease you. Like, oh, look at this gold helmet. Too bad, huh? Hope you learned your lesson for next time, bitch. That's uh, a, so that's a that's hell annoying, of a psychological right? tactic. That's a bad feeling. That's crazy. So it gets better. So um, the the ranking on the gear allows you to equip more gems. So, like, five-star gear means you have okay. five gem slots on it. Okay. So the best gear you can get is three, unless you use the keys for the okay. better unlocks, okay? So if you want the better stuff, you need to pay up front for access to the chance to get those five gem armor pieces. That also oh, no. affects how you look cosmetically. So like if you get the cool armor with like cool angel wings, the angel wings get bigger the more gem slots you have. That's where they really get you. Now, you equip the gems into the gem slots. Each of those gems oh, comes fuck, in one of five ranks. And guess how you, you get the four keys. or five rank gems. So I want you to... Uh, th there's this nifty website. That's not a link to the website. That's a picture <laughs> of Moses like from The Simpsons. There's a Diablo Rift simulator where you buy your $25 key. Um, there's a okay. button on the bottom there. Tell me when you got to open. So this simulates the loot you can get from a Rift. So you spend $25 for your key by clicking on the okay. waste $25 button, which is a 800% extra value. <laughs> that's, so that's I clicked that. I got nothing but one and two star items. Uh, I guess you got to go again. Click Once that again. Once again, basically nothing but one star items. Uh -oh. Well, I guess you got to okay, go again. So I'm at 75, just still just a lot of really in. one star gems. Okay. So let me know when you see five stars. Uh, let's up. see, this is time. Okay, I've spent 125 bucks. Oh, good, it does tally. Spent $150. Here we go. I found a four star item at $175. I have one four star item. Oh. Uh. Only four stars. Well, I mean, that's better than two, so we'll take that. So you take okay. that one four-star gem and put that into your helmet. Okay? Oh, can I actually do that? Uh, that gem... Well, uh, that gem also has four oh, gem slots. Oh, yeah, it does have four gem slots, doesn't it? Because you can sub-gem it. So now you can keep rolling <laughs> until you get four more gems to fill out your four-star gem. rolling, rolling, rolling. Hey, rolling, rolling, rolling. What the fuck? Okay, I've spent $275. Oh, here's a three-star item. Uh, that's the first I've seen a three-star. So I've seen one four-star and one three-star. Is this accurate to the drop rate? Yeah. So um, you have to equip... Like, your helmet has five slots... So picture you have to put in five gems. Each of those gems needs five gems. And that's how you fully gear out your helmet. 
there's like I'm and I'm trying to remember. I think there's five armor slots because there's shoulders and gloves and chest and pants. So each of those need the five compounded okay. so gems. You're, you're talking right? a lot of gems. So we're talking like two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Is this a, is there PvP in this? Or is this just like cosmetic? Okay, so obviously then yes, you can pay to win, dude. The the PvP rankings are laughable. They are so. There's always like one guy with a one hundred percent win streak, and then like everyone else in the server has never. Hey, won I got a game another ever. four star. It took me. $500. So basically I'm averaging once every 250 bucks I'm getting something good. So the best part is that it doesn't stop there because when you have all five gear pieces decked out with five five gemmed gems, you get to unlock ascended armor which lets you gem socket your gem socketed gems. How many sockets does each gem socketed gem socket have with the gem socket? So there's another five per five. gym. It, it is exponential. And I want to make you laugh. So I'm going to tell you what the benefit of this gear is. Outside of PvP, the whole game pretty much scales. So if you're doing like raids and stuff, like your, your oh, stronger no. armor doesn't actually help that much. It's really just for abuse and PvP. So... It's it's very bad, you know. This isn't just a. It's worse than a slot machine. It's like it's like an idea of someone being addicted to a slot machine, but the slot machine gives them little slot machines that they're also allowed to put money into, and there's never a promise of. I like how I've gotten multiple times. I've gotten one star items across the board. I'm gonna go to a thousand dollars and then. Take a peek at okay. I got another four star. Oh, I got two four star items here. Took me eight hundred and seventy five dollars. I'm at I think four full four star items. This is ridiculous. And also kind of addictive to just keep k- clicking the button to yeah. see what happens though. And so, yeah, it's it's a cute. Honestly, I kind of recommend you guys look up the Diablo Rift Simulator because it's kind of funny <laughs> to like really think about. Um. And you just kind of keep playing with it, but when you really think about that actual dollar value, it's super bizarre. And this all gets in the way of how fun the game is. I was playing Monk, and man, it's so snappy and fast. Like, you get some powerful abilities. You're zipping all over the map. You're chaining fists together. Like, it's kind of cool, but the menu and all the clunky stuff, like, when you finish a thing and it tells you, hey, you know, you could spend money if you wanted to. And it's like, I'm fully aware, you don't need to remind me again. So, okay, but we're just, we're just saying. And that gets tiresome, and it just, it got in the way. I know they said Diablo 4 is not going to have this. Not. And Diablo 4 is like a normal game that you pay for up front. But there's people sincerely afraid of what the game's going to actually launch with. Because it's going to have an open world, like, uh, there's like a PvP uh, trading economy component to the game and it's like oh if you're making it online uh, there's almost an implication that of course you're going to put in some like obnoxious microtransaction stuff and if you're morally okay with this game design yeah how far are you guys going to push it so i click the uh calculate the cost of a five out of five gym and it just keeps rolling until one shows up three thousand two hundred and seventy five dollars to get one five star gym the drop rate is 0.08%. The drop rate for one-star items is basically 75%. And it's just very annoying because, like, technically, those one-star ge- or one star gems uh, you can use. Like, if, if you're playing the game actually for free, and I think you get a couple free rolls once in a while or something, or there's, like, an in-game currency you can build up, um, like you can technically play through the whole game without dropping a dollar. It's just the menus are very annoying, and so it's just a shame because like there's other games. Uh, what's that? Like Genshin Impact is really popular, but I've never heard sure. someone complain about how annoying it is. Um, I've heard people complain about like you know they don't get the characters they want, and so they're they're tempted to put in money and like get extra rolls, but 
I've never heard people like you know say like oh man you finish a level and then it tells you that you have to spend money afterwards and like it's mostly an experience designed to make you enjoy the experience and with Diablo they seem really intent on making sure that you're not having fun at all which is a strange business model I wonder whose ideas these are because I don't really blame the people like executing them and programming them I feel like they're hired guns right like their boss was like hey we need to do it this way it's like, yeah, but that sucks and is kind of evil. Are you sure about that? It's like, well, my boss said yes, and it's just kind of like, I feel like we, you know, my brother, we 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 made we made some video games. You've you've played with it. Renoki's making a game. Like, people get into the industry because they love video games and they really want to like make their own and be part of the culture and part of the the zeitgeist and just. It's one of those like you play Sonic when you're six and you're like, man, I want to make a fucking Sonic game. This is amazing. And then you get into the AAA industry and, hey, guess what? Your job today is to design uh, gambling that is going to be really addictive, but we're going to put some fun stuff around it and skirt around, you know, gambling laws. Have fun. And you're just like, but I want to make it so the jump feels good. Like, no, a different person's doing that. And honestly, that's not really that important. We really need, we really need people to want to spend more money at the end of every level. Like, it's just so fucking strange. So... Okay, the, this conversation started when we were talking yeah. about, like, the idea of BlizzCon. I kind of want to go to the next BlizzCon, but you know how there's always that yeah. guy with the sign that says free hugs? I want one that says, like, $25 for a <laughs> hug rift option. And, like, the have the little Diablo icons on it or something. Because it's just, like, weird. <laughs> like, is this the attitude you I want? I can't imagine anybody is happy with this, other than, like, the dudes that... Obviously, people must be spending money on it because if there's like crazy PvP imbalance, that means someone is dropping a lot of money to be good at it. But I don't know how like the player base and the culture for this game, it cannot last that long if it's this like set up to hate you and this this toxic from the ground up in terms of uh, game design. Yeah, and you know, uh, there's a streamer I watch and he dropped a lot of money on it. And it was like a community social experiment where he had people like, he's like, hey, yeah, I'm going to play Diablo Immortal, um, but I'm only going to spend money that you guys donate to me on it. And it was supposed to be a funny joke that he gets $50, but he ended up getting a lot. And he spent all of it, and he just kind of asked everybody, okay, guys, so we pooled our money together, and we have all these like one-star gems. So does anyone feel good about this right now? And he he had to like stop streaming it because it was like oh wow that game was so depressing to everybody. Well, they they were all in on it. Where it's like ha ah, this is you know this is a laugh. I don't mind shipping in. Ha ha, what a lurk. I want to see how bad it really is. But then when they saw how bad it really was, it's like boy, yeah, I don't know what to do with this information. And think like all that money could have been donated to like a charity or something, like rescued an animal or something like productive and instead it went into fucking blizzard's profits well and it's it's not only that it could have been spent on something stupid yeah. that was funnier too I, i'm gonna lower the bar i'm not even talking about do the right thing i'm saying like you guys could have bought a whole bunch of pizzas and taken a yeah, picture that is of a true. swimming pool full of pizzas that would have been a larger net gain <laughs> it makes me wonder too the um production meetings I, on this game, like I, I can't imagine they expect this to last more than a year. Like, there's no way you're gonna you're gonna have enough. I mean, people will probably come and go, but like, I have a feeling that they designed this with a really tiny shelf life, and then the idea is, hey, how much money can we get off of this game before it expires? Yeah, the phone market is funny because some games really do have that short shelf life, but others actually go for a long time, and they. They do succeed even with this format. Uh, the The company that made this game actually made Diablo ripoff clones in China. Huh. So they've been doing this for years. Like they kind of have the a lot of the the phone aspect of it down. And I don't know if all the bad press is going to hurt it. I feel like if this came out and no one talked about it, it would probably run for a good five years. I can see that. Problem. But the the news cycle, I think, brought a lot of eyes to it in an unnatural way, where, <laughs> where they got like too much spotlight on the bad parts. So they're maybe going to trick less people in the long run 
into doing that one $25 purchase that one time. Now they're not going to do it at all, but I don't know. It's it's very bad. It's disappointing. Imagine if it had only cost a dollar for a key. Like, would would it be a, that big of a deal, right? Because, like, 25 bucks is a fucking lot of money. Um, I mean, it's not, but it is. Like, I can buy a lot of coffee for $25, right? I can, I can buy a bottle of liquor for $25. Um, oh, yeah. So, I don't know how many... I wish it said how many times I had rolled. Well, I guess I can do the math there. Well, if we divide that by 25, you're at so, 19. I did way more. No, wait, you did more. Never mind. Let me... Yeah, let me call I was the looking calculator at your picture, here. But that was earlier. I rolled 131 times to get one five-star gem. Right. But yeah, yeah so if I had wasted $131 on this, it wouldn't have felt as bad in the short term because it's only a dollar and it adds up a lot over time. But I think that the psychology of it, it, it's another one of those things that probably would have lasted longer, but they got fucking greedy. And so instead of doing a dollar, they did $25. And I can't imagine doing this twice and being like, oh, I'll go a third time. Right? Like, yeah, at that point, you fucked me out of 50 bucks. That's a lot of money. Yeah. Okay, so here's one. I have so, not. Great Shadow Legends. So have you ever played that? That's a gotcha game. Uh, it kind of plays itself, but there's sort of like a rpg like turn-based system to it but there's not that many choices to make so you just leave it on autopilot and there's a bunch of characters and the characters you get out of gems and the gems have rarity and blah 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 so i was playing it i'm enjoying it and it's like you know what i've had enough fun with this game they earned a dollar i'm gonna put in a dollar for one of these good gems and maybe i'll get a waifu and i can daydream what it'd be like to not be alone so i put in the dollar and the character I got was really lame. And I had a bad feeling where it's like, man, I think I would have been 50-50 on some of these characters. Because, like, there's some cool designs in there. Not just the super neat legendary ones, but even the lowly grunts, there's some cool ones. But I got a lame one. And I didn't feel like I spent that dollar well. Yeah. It was only one dollar. <laughs> so it's like, okay, I'm never giving Raid Shadow Legends another dollar. Uh... I don't, I don't, uh, it's not like I would take that dollar back. I still feel like they earned my dollar out of the sure. amount of enjoyment that they got, you know? But that's where I drew the line for sure. And they could have probably earned another dollar if they, if they gave me a, a cool waifu on my first roll, but just it's like one dollar for, Warframe, for right? And I know you spent some real money on that. I think, I can't remember if Joe or I did. I don't think I did, but. There was a certain level of like, you know what, we got enough fun out of this, we put some hours into it, I don't mind giving them a bit of money because they've earned my money. Like, I get that, that makes sense, and I feel like if you set up your game well, that mentality is way more uh, just positive and and just better to have in your player base, because you're going to stay around. And then this other stuff, though, where it's just like, well, if we fuck them enough, we'll at least have gotten $100 out of them before they quit. It's it's just such a weird revolving door. Like they don't care about you. They clearly do not care about their players. And I feel bad for the people that like designed the game mechanics that were like so, combat oriented or like the level design because like they probably did care and like oh we want people yeah. to have fun with this despite the bullshit. But when the bullshit is like overcrowding the whole experience, you just you can't ignore it. Yeah, and, you know, I feel really bad about that guy that came out on stage, and he was like, what, you, you guys don't have phones? Like, you know, it, they made him go out on stage and present this stupid Diablo phone game. Uh, people talk about, like, him being an asshole or something, but it's like, he didn't make it. Like, he didn't sit there and go, I'll screw over all my fans, like, by myself. Like, there's a big corporation, and <laughs> this one guy yeah. had to be the front of it. And it's so, uh, it's so strange how I'm certain that there's interesting conversations that happen behind closed doors. And boy, I would just love to hear how some of these decisions get made. Uh, yeah, so when I think about a BlizzCon next year, um, I mean, there's a chance that Overwatch 2 is okay. There's a chance Diablo 4 is going to be good. There's a chance that maybe Warcraft offends people less than it has been. 
but I don't know that BlizzCon next year will feel like a celebration. I think people are going to show up with their arms crossed because they've been burned and they've been disappointed and they're, you know, they're kind of there for a duel in a way, right? You know, they're like, it, it's not like you have to, it, it's gone back to the, you have to earn my respect. You have to really prove that I should be here and that I should care instead of that mutual, I'm here because I care. Yeah, but it's like, that's very true. They're going to stand there with their arms crossed, but they're buying a ticket <laughs> to the apology tour. And it's like, have, have you ever like expected an apology from someone? So you walk up to them and say, well, here's $50. No, because that's I'm insane. Waiting. You have to tell me that you earned this. <laughs> How odd. I will say, I mean, when it comes to gameplay, like, you know, there's there's a lot of really smart, talented people at Blizzard, right? Because they've, when they're, when they're firing really well, like, their games are good. And I think there's always going to be that little bit of hope, regardless of what they put out, where, like, yeah, but man, fucking, like, Warcraft 3 was cool. Or I really like StarCraft. Or, hey, Overwatch, before they fucked it around a little too much for my taste, was, like, a decent shooter. I had a lot of fun playing that with my friends. Like, there's always that... There's going to be that for everything they release. I like Diablo 3 a lot. Me and my brother ran through that a couple times, you know, on, on the Xbox. That was fun. We had a good time. You know, so like the idea of, hey, Diablo 4 is coming out. It's like that. There's a little bit of brain tingles going on. Like, oh, that could be fun. I, I like Diablo 3. But then all this other stuff goes on. And you're just like, yeah, but how are they going to make it a shitty experience? So, we'll see. They'll find a way. I hope things are good. But also... I. I guess I don't care that much. Yeah, I mean, it's not like you you need entertainment. I mean, that's the other thing, right? More, now more than ever, everybody's competing with everybody, and then everybody is also competing with porn. So, I don't know. I, I, clearly, the, this they wouldn't be monetizing and doing this if it wasn't effective. So, I, I don't. It's like, hey, we we can get people to play for a couple hours. We can get some money out of them. I mean, <laughs> then they're gonna go jerk off, and that's free. But at least we got some money out of them. Someone pointed out that, like, the the problem with Overwatch is the last few characters that they've added to the game do not <laughs> warrant porn models. Like, people look up Tracer, but nobody's looking up um, the robot. I bet there's or porn of Orisa. Uh, I have seen the Orisa porn. She's cute. Okay, who's the new? Who's the newest character? I I got the Roll Thirty Four site open. What's her name or his name? Let me see. Uh, does she, uh, you know, I don't think she has a name. I think she just goes by Junker Queen. Nobody, but nobody here. I'll try a, an underscore. I actually don't know what she looks like. So whoever just showed up might not even be the right person. Okay. No, it is her. No, there's two pages of it. So there's some stuff. Okay. <laughs> that, that's a big sigh of relief for me. Yeah, oh, we yeah, ended up talking, about, been talking uh, for an hour. about Blizzard and uh, for quite a while. They are an endless fan of it, problems. It is. To it it does seem that way, doesn't it? Well, okay, we were we were negative for a while. Let's turn it around. Uh, yeah, I think do you so. Have a glad space um, this week. Last week, Ooh. Friday, we went to Rockfest in Kanawha, Wisconsin. And it's the first time we'd gone back to Rockfest in a couple years. And it was it was nice to be back. We saw a lot of bands, met some, some weird people, a lot of, saw a lot of people in costumes, uh, had some whiskey. And it was a really good time. I, I miss live music, and it's nice to, like, get get it back again. And actually, there's a couple of concerts coming up in my locally that I'm really excited for. And it's it's definitely, like, it's been such a dry spell. So to actually have, like, multiple concerts within the next couple months is, like, so nice. But... Rockfest was a lot of fun. Uh, got to go. They have a, they have like a booth that sells burgers and fries. We always go there because like the fries are really good because they're like made right in front of you. They throw a shitload of salt on them, and they just like they're mostly grease, but goddamn they're nice. Um, so yeah, Rockfest was fun. Hailstorm, really good live band. I would recommend that regardless of your music taste. Like if you see Hailstorm, I think you will have a good time. They put on a fantastic show. Like they're just. You know, that whatever it takes to be like a big arena band and to have like all these people like, you know, just to capture like the attention of 30,000 people like they they have it. And it's uh, a very fun time to to see them and to be a part of the crowd when they're playing. 
Yeah, we That's had fun. A good, it was a good time. What, what, it didn't rain either, which was cool. We didn't have a tornado like we almost did today. Uh, what about you? What are you glad about this week, Cameron? Uh, oh, I saw that? a new film, Nope. Nice. I liked it. I kind of don't have too much to say about it uh, because it's just it's a movie and it's not, you know, it's not trying to be more than what it is, which I found refreshing. Um, I think like I don't want to say too much. I want to say everyone should watch the first trailer and maybe just skip the second trailer. If you liked that first one, then you should probably watch the movie. And it might be a big screen kind of movie. Like, I, I think a lot of the cinematography and visuals and stuff take advantage of, like, how big the the theater experience really is. I get you. Nice. But I enjoyed my time. I'm definitely excited to see it. I am such a, I'm going to wait till it's on Redbox now. Like, I hate movie theaters. I've, I've, always, I've never really liked movie theaters, and I've grown into just, like, not liking them at all so i'm pretty excited for like hey the, at least everything comes out on dvd now so much faster in blu-ray like it's awesome because i don't have to wait that long I, i'm not six or seven months behind i'm only like four when you guys come out here to san diego um i'm gonna i'm gonna go to the movie theater <laughs> without you out of spite my dad's been going hey when are you gonna get cameron here for apple fest and I'm like, I don't know when Apple Fest is. Um, 17th of September, so probably, probably not this year. But at some point, you really do need to come visit us, and vice versa. You, you never said there was an Apple Fest. Oh, what the? F- I'll, I would be have honest. That a I year mean, we ago. have it every year, and I never go because I, I don't really do. I don't do things like that. I'm such a fucking shut in. Uh, the last time I went to Apple Fest with someone was like three years ago, and she's someone I went to high school with. I may have told this. We hadn't talked in years, and she's like, hey, I'm in town. Do you want to do this thing? And I was like, yeah, I guess we could do that. And it was really awkward. And then she had like one Miller Lite Limerita and got super drunk and then threw up. And then I took her home. And then we haven't talked since. It was It was very strange. But for a little bit, we were listening to a cover band that was decent. So I guess that was fun. But there's like carnival rides and, and shit to it. It's definitely like one of those one of those things. Well, okay. Well, next year. Will that be the first we'll time Apple we meet or are you going to come up. sooner or should I go there? Well, we'll have to figure that out because at some point it's got to happen, right? Yeah, actually, I was thinking about going this year. Um, but also, like, we had some things happen here where, like, schedule suddenly became weird and it's like well okay i'm gonna mm. let this settle down before i plan too hard i was october actually thinking be great, like october the weather's or something more than fun. likely gonna be nice uh it'll be a little chilly probably but not like crazy uh we don't typically get a lot of snow in october anymore that that, that got put gets pushed back like two and a half months now we used to get snow in october so yeah, like the the fall is a really good time to come to the Midwest because we have so many trees. The bluffs all turn just like scarlet ass red for a bit. It's really pretty. Weather's nice. There's no bugs. Yeah, that'll be fun. Something to uh bring up a uh, down the line and and see if we can make it happen. Yeah, we're gonna do that, and we gotta um tweet out our coordinates so everybody can find us. Yeah, we'll have a pinion fest. It's under a tree. It's just us like throwing peanut shells at each other and, and grunting. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Hey, so we uh we forgot to do this, but next week we are doing another music playlist episode. Um. The link to that will be in the description. We're going to go through, I believe it's eight or nine deathcore songs. Uh, so we're going to do kind of a an overview dive of that subgenre of music. It's very loud and stupid and angry and stupid. Do you want to join us? Like I said, link in the description. Come prepared. Or if not, uh, that's fine too. We don't care. But see you next time. Uh, thanks. Goodbye.